Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection Now with your hosts, Jean Victoria Norlock and Rick O'Shields, bringing your inner life to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of Everyday Connection Now. I'm Rick O'Shields, and off to my left, Jean Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jean? Peaceful. Peaceful. That's a new one. I like that. Peaceful. Today was a resting day. It was a take a big breath in and go, oh, my goodness, look what I've managed to accomplish in the last three days day. It has kind of been those three days leading in, and... It's, it's been interesting. Yeah. It has. It has. Busy, crazy, busy. But a good busy, not the scary, nasty kind of don't want to play that game busy. Uh, n- not even really busy because I don't want to call it busyness or business. It's not really business, but um, it was fun. A lot of game playing, you know, but you play enough games, you can get tired by the end of the day. So. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, because you've got the whole crew at the house in the Phoenix Nest, so uh, much fun there. I do. And uh, extra days with the demon. That's always welcome. I know. Must be. Ah, uh, yeah. He's, it, well, definitely. I mean, he's been on the road so much this year with the trip to France. And, you know, I mean, some runs he's gone for two weeks. So, And there, you know, I'm learning how to do this construction build, renovate thing, but I still need guidance. And i got to say that thank you to all those guys out there on YouTube and the women, too. I've seen mm-hmm. a couple who put out those instruction videos for renovations and construction because you guys are a godsend because my husband's a trucker and I can't always call him up and say, hey, honey, how do I cock a window? And no, no cocking jokes, please. I'm I've wow. up to here. In the last and, um, but of weeks, the yeah. point is is that <laughs> the point is is that the windows have now all been sealed, all eighty six of them in the greenhouse and um plastic and furniture that I can't lift moved in because he's been home a couple extra days. Yeah, so I'm very content because things are moving around along at a rapid pace here. Yeah, yeah. But comfortably. It, and I, I love that. Watching the photos, and uh, I got to see some of the photos before they got posted to Facebook even, uh, but the before, the during, and, and uh, progress photos down there in the in the Phoenix Nest Art Studio, um, it, it must have seemed, maybe it didn't seem to you, but projects like that always seem to me like, like a little slow at the beginning, almost like nothing's happening. 
even though yes, a a wall changed color and a wall changed color, and then, but then it's like right towards the tail end, blam, and it all just kind of goes, wow, it's a room now, you know, when it's always been pieces. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, considering that the buildup of us actually turning this room into my art studio was like a six month get your head out of your process. Um, you know, there's me not listening to George. That's what happens. Things get delayed. But once you start listening, things move quickly. And uh, it, there was definitely a lot of times when I'd come in here and look at it and go, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way. I'm but the vision is there. And, and the need for a space to create is there. And the bigger vision of the the artist retreat that goes beyond just this little studio um is there and so it's it's driving me forward you know what i mean because i can i can see it i can feel it i, I can feel what that would be like to yeah. have that all done and, that, and i can see it and feel it and i can live it and i so i just it's easy to do this it's a lot of work it's way beyond with this body that's healed itself so miraculously in the last year is used to but my body my spirit, my mind, they're all keeping up with each other this time, and it's just wonderful experience. It's wonderful. Yeah, that big Never big worked space. so hard and been so happy. <laughs> because you have a big space that you're going to do. And we do. It must have looked like even more work and even more like there's no way than this little space did. So, But you've probably got some reality now, and that can happen too. I know how. It'll be work, but yeah. Yeah. work I can do. I can sweat. Yeah. That ain't no big deal. Yeah, um, and it's nice to know that my body is holding up. It's nice to know that I'm driven to do it. It's nice to know that I can get a caulking gun and do the ceiling of 86 windows and do it just, you know, rocking up to music and being happy to be doing it. Yeah. That, yeah. that is is living because when you first hear you know well we're gonna have to seal all the windows and there's 86 of them and then we're gonna have to plastic that <laughs> you're thinking oh my lord it sounds a fate worse than death Are you <laughs> kidding me right because i've never even i've how do you seal a window what do you use to seal a window i didn't even know what a caulking gun was i what new game i learned See, that's the thing, though, that we keep talking about, and I bet you our guests can chime in on this one too soon, but the thing that we keep talking about is when you are in your passion, and this is why we're so passionate about these new ideas around education and talking to our youth about this stuff, is because when you are in your passion, you can learn anything. I'm convinced of it. If you want it bad enough, you can learn it. So just let them be in their passion, and they will learn everything that they need to know and beyond. Absolutely. And with I'm living uh, I'm living it firsthand. And with a grin on their face, too. As yes. opposed to, you know Oh, not another one, you know. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> that's when you're again. that's when you're making them learn something that doesn't have anything to do with their passion or a job that doesn't have anything to do with their passion. That's when it's like Oh no, not Monday again. 
Because I love my weekends, but I love my weeks, too, because we get to talk to the awesome people. Yep. And we get to talk to another one tonight. I like awesome people. Awesome people are cool. Well, people are awesome. And isn't that cool? Oh. (laughs) It is. Isn't that cool? Yes. Yes, we're a bunch of goofballs, people, really. In real life, we talk like this all the time. We get on Skype in the morning for coffee, and it goes... Goofy. Sometimes. A little bit. And not always the same either. The oh, morning, goodness, no. morning chat. Ooh, no. It goes from Curious George to George Carlin. It's a coffee thing. Black it is. coffee brings George Carlin out in both of us. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to tonight, too, because we're going to talk about the heart, which is one of my favorite subjects, and resonance and things. And um, which is, uh, well, one of my favorite things, talking about things. But so why is why I'm a talk show host, sort of. <laughs> I know. Um, but we have with us this evening from the this evening. See, there I go doing that again. We have with us now <laughs> from the Pacific Northwest, Kimberly Rex. Welcome, Kimberly. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Hi, Rick. Hi, Jean. Thank you for um, having me on the on your show. Oh, thanks for coming to play with us. Absolutely. Now, I don't know how much you know about how we do this, but um, I don't know anything about you. That's my job. I'm not supposed to know anything about you because... I come from the listener's angle that never heard your name before. Rick, he know he he knows who you are. <laughs> um, so I need to ask the question, okay. the most important okay. question of the show: Who on earth are you, and what do you do? Mm-hmm. Okay, I I want to start by saying I really appreciated the um, conversation that I was listening to about working with something that can be seen as maybe possible or close to impossible and then working with the idea or the, or working with the fact that you have this energy, this passion uh, that allows you to take next steps and to be able to, as you move along, feel energized by what you're doing. Um, and, and that is exactly what I work with in, in residency patterning. So I'm a a residency patterning practitioner. I'm a person-centered expressive therapist, and I'm also um, a life coach and teacher. So when we're working in all of these areas with in, in life with, with anything that um, allows us to move in a direction that energizes us, we're looking at first orienting ourselves to where we are right now and being able to, from that place, have a sense of, direction or a point of choice. So even when we're facing things like cocked windows or or things that seem like they're monumental, we we always have a choice between how we're going to experience what's happening. Um, That point of choice can be that we stay in a place of feeling less energized, less connected to the possibilities or potentials, feeling overwhelmed or powerless, or 
coming from a place of feeling more centered, joyful, and loving, and being able to reach out and see the opportunities and ask for help, uh, as you did, or resources, resonate with, with getting those resources, like with YouTube. And that's that's really the core of, of uh, resonance repatterning and working with creating positive change. And the reason I call my my practice Windows to the Heart is because it, the heart of of anything, the matter is the core. And so working with core energy or getting underneath the, the resistance of what's going on in a situation when there's an, an issue or problem that someone's experiencing really gets us to the place of looking at what are the underlying needs, what what is the communication from that issue that's that's going on in, in your life. And so I work with people um, with both uh, intentions and issues both are, are signals to speak to. Um, uh, what are the underlying needs? Where is our life energy dedicated? So the reason it's called resonance repatterning is that resonance is what we are dedicating our life energy to. So when we say we resonate with something, we have a sense of agreement with it, or it's even more than agreement. In this case, it's down to the the, the quantum level, you know, that we are resonating with that as as a part of our, whether it be our belief or our uh, ways of looking at the world or um, just our understanding of something. And so more conscious, consciousness to the person, giving them more tools, more understanding, and more opportunities for looking at the world in a, in a new way. Um, and I'll stop there for a moment. Um, I also want to say that uh, in my background is also training with HeartMath Institute. And so one of, although the reason that uh, Windows to the Heart became the name of, of uh, the practice with resonance repatterning for my business, um, it really felt as though there was a connection to what I learned with the Institute of HeartMath and speaking to the coherence of the heart and that when we're in a place of joy, compassion, love, gratitude, that the, our whole body, mind, system works better. Every system entrains, the immune system, circulatory system, the digestive system, even problem solving becomes easier. So we are able to be more in that place when we get to that, that sense of that point of choice where we're, we're resonating with the opportunity of a problem that's being presented to us. Um, and so that's the, one of the reasons for the name of, of my practice. And I came into resonance repatterning because I had a personal session after my father died and I had this dream about him and it was it just was so gut-wrenching that I needed to do something with with the images and what I felt after that dream and, and was able to uh, have a session resonance repatterning session for myself which incorporated all the natural modalities that I that I had been working with and expressive therapies with movement um, uh, sound, light, fragrance, breath, and energetic contact. And I experienced such a, such a shift in going from this gut-wrenching feeling of, you know, oh, my God, this fear place, this disbelief about what I was sensing and feeling about, you know, that dream to a place of really, really opening up, and especially in the heart area, um, this, this sense of understanding, this sense of greater connection to a sense of um of love and compassion for 
for my experience um, in regards to my family and specifically my father. So it was very powerful for me. And when I asked the practitioner who gave me that session uh, how to train, she let me know that in two weeks there would be a training <laughs> in, in an area that I could get to 80 miles south of where I live. So um, that's that's been part of the process and it's it continues to, to nourish myself in, in my own healing process. I work with, with people um, all over the world by phone and in person and um, I just love it. It's, it's very energizing to see what happens as, as it's unfolding. Um, it can be very subtle changes that happen over time and there are positive actions that come from sessions. So for example, I gave my session myself a session recently and my positive action was to increase full-spectrum light in my home. And it took me a few weeks to finally remember that I needed to do that. However, I did order full-spectrum lights for for my bedroom, for my workspace, uh, for my living room, and even my office. Because, as you know, in the Pacific Northwest, it gets really dark in the winter. So, um, and, and vitamin D3 is, is a powerful... Uh, antidote for so many things and it's so healing to our body mind system in so many ways for the heart for our immune system for um our our well-being um so that is just an example of how it continues to be helpful um for me and the way that we work in residency patterning i promise i'll, I'll stop in just a minute <laughs> is um we work with a muscle oh, no, checking don't system. Stop. Okay. <laughs> we work with a muscle checking system because um, the muscles are connected to the nervous system and the body, of course, is a map of our life experiences. So what we're doing um, is checking for information in the body-mind system. And I'll just use this as a, a metaphor. If, if you're a gardener and you go out and you're trying to weed your garden, if you pull up a dandelion, if you find information and you, you just pull the dandelion up, you know the dandelion will grow again. This process is able to access unconscious information. So it's like the dandelion root, you get the whole thing. So you go to the origin of where the life energy in your system became less than optimal. And you get a readout from the muscle just by the muscle tensing or relaxing. And in working with clients, um, repeating statements out loud that are created together, statements that are, for example, if your intention, for example, if you came in and you wanted to experience a greater sense of peace when you go to, go to your job during the week, that was your intention. At the beginning of a session, we would muscle check that statement. The person would say that. And they'd have the muscle would, the muscle would give a relaxed response, and that would mean that there's no life energy dedicated to that. They're not resonating with it. So when we resonate with it, when we start to dedicate life energy to something, in the same way, I'll just keep going back to that beautiful uh, story you told, Jean, of the greenhouse. We start resonating with the completion. When we resonate with the joy and passion of, of what the purpose of it is, and we can visualize what's going to happen because of that. We get the, the I'll just do the physiology of this, the endorphin rush from that. We get the dopamine from the prefrontal cortex, which says, yes, I'm accomplishing something. Even if it's one small window at a time, I'm able to do that. So as we work in a session, what we're doing is um, 
looking at the non-coherent aspects of what's going on, and then we build the coherent. So to experience peace, we may even work, and I'm, there are so many repatterns, we may even work with a statement that has to do with, I learned stress, stress avoidance behaviors, I, uh, we, we work on grounding or um, different, different aspects of what is happening in, in the body-mind system that is take, wanting to take a deeper look at what is my need here for this piece. It, it can become very specific with an earlier experience, perhaps where something happened in early childhood or in the family system even, where there could have been a pattern that happened, and that's the reason why it's called repattern a pattern that's happened over and over again, even generationally. I've worked with some people who have experienced a sense of of um, doom and gloom or carrying a burden because of um, ancestral his, historical events and livelihoods that happened prior to their, their lifetime. And part of family systems wow. is work. Part, part of residency patterning is working with family systems. So uh, just to share briefly that sto- a story uh, that involved uh, World War II families where this person had a family member. There was a lot of polarization in the family. One, uh, uh, family members who were from both sides of the war who were separated, and he was carrying the love because of or the loyalty to a family member who was ostracized. I think it was in Poland, um, ostracized from the family. He carried the messages of that person's guilt. He carried their messages involving poverty. He spoke to himself in the same critical way that his other family members spoke about him, this person that was ostracized. And what he learned was that what he was doing was really <laughs> carrying that information from something that wasn't really his in his own lifetime. It was something from his his family, the unconscious memory imprint of his family wow. system. And once he was freed up from that, in in finding a way to show his love, his loyalty and respect to his family in a different way, and also through the process of a visualization um, modality or meditation where the family member basically in that situation um, we did a, a role play where the family told him that it was enough He had, that this family member had carried it for him, that he did not need to carry it, that out of love and loyalty and respect that it would make that family member, that ancestor very happy if that person would free himself of that and face life, do something good with it enjoy it, be happy <laughs> you know, <laughs> So it's, it's just everything in a session is happening in the now where all possibilities are uh, available. So so as we update and uh, we do updating of memory imprints, we update our memory bank, the limbic system, the emotional brain, doesn't know past or present. It knows right now. So that's what's so powerful about the process. And I'm going to stop there <laughs> for for now because there's just so much. Just I to take a breath. Yeah, yeah, just to take a breath. So, yeah. So if you have. But it's it's interesting that you came to that. Everything with it happens in the now, uh, but that it could be dealing with some past thing or a future thing is. Most people know when they're facing something like the greenhouse redoing into the Phoenix Nest studio. You know, 
we've all done things before where we got we know how it feels to get done and and I used to focus on trying to feel like that right now, and to some extent that's almost a bit of a telling myself a bit of a fib because it's not done now, and what's best is if you can get yourself in alignment with what's going on now, which is I don't know how that's going to happen, but I can find out and I can get it done and um and um because I know uh we haven't had anyone from the Heart Math Institute on, although what I'd love to. The the one of their big things is is coherence, which with with light, coherent light would be a laser beam. It's all the all the lights going in the same direction. It's all doing the same thing. It's not just scattering around like light from a light bulb is just going all kind of ways and almost like static. But the coherent light of a laser. That's why that laser beam can go all the way across the the bay, or we use lasers to measure the distance to the moon. We still have a mirror we put left up there, and we shoot up there and see how far away it is. Because it's coherent, it can go in a tight beam that far and back, uh, whereas it, if you tried to have a spotlight and shine it on the moon and have it reflect back, that would be have to be huge. Um, so there is there's a tremendous amount of power in coherence. Yes, and everything in the universe has an aspect of coherence and non-coherence. And I love what you just said about being present and in the now. Part of part of of uh, being oriented to ourselves uh, really benefits us in being able to say, "Okay, this is the way it is," <laughs> you know, and accepting that it is what it is. And yes, I may need some help with this, you know. Um, so uh, that that's that's another piece about being in alignment with with the um with your intention so that laser piece um in resonance repatterning through the muscle checking indicator we're able to identify and we actually do say with laser like accuracy the information where it's stored so it could be in an area of the body it could be at a particular time um in in that person's life or even generational it can be uh, on the physical, emotional, mental, or the coherence of self level with that person. And so we get very, very um, specific. And there is a beauty in working with the non-coherence, the non-coherent aspects of what's happening because, again, it points to the underlying need. It becomes the motivating factor, the interference pattern that allows us to say, you know, hey, <laughs> you know, I would like to experience some. I'd like to be feeling a little bit different, or I've, I have, I have no more life energy. I'm depressed. I feel a great deal of anxiety, or something continues to happen over and over again, or I'm not quite sure how to access a new way of looking at things. So our body mind system is designed for success. So it's designed for self healing. And so when we uh, work with life energy at, at an opt, in an optimal way that it's meant to be working, um, we're looking actually at pain in the system as being an interference in, with the life energy or a disruption of the life energy. So the body, the mind system knows what it needs to do to return itself to that optimal or more optimal functioning. And in this system also, the... Um, the term healing is really about wholeness. Uh, resonance repatterning was called holographic repatterning originally. 
so in in that way, what we're talking about with wholeness is that once we start to work with one small aspect of something, it creates a ripple effect that affects the other areas of our lives. So when we do personal work, it then affects our relationships with others. It affects our relationship coherence. It affects our way of um, interacting with the world in all areas of our life. Business relationships are, are the way we interact perhaps with money or give and take, uh, the way we um, um, interact with, with our community, our family. All, all of these things become impacted by doing just a small piece of work. So we're working at the quantum level. A subtle shift in the energy can start to create that positive change. Or as we know in physics, that chaos theory is that chaos is really moving towards that that uh, change that builds that uh, sense of movement towards uh, a quantum leap or a positive change, something new, a new potential. Right, right. That it it it's moving towards. It wants to move towards coherence. Yes. Even if that you know, in physics or whatever, that coherence might be coming into little bits. It wants to somehow get in alignment, and um, and particularly us wanting to be in alignment. Uh, all of our little parts and uh, little parts. Some of them are huge, but but. Um, it's um, there's signals, there's indications that you know, hey guys, I'm out, I'm out of alignment over here, and I don't like it, right? Yes. Like the body will tell you, I'm not on board with this. Uh-huh. We can we can find that um, in whatever we're involved in, and we can look as as an analogy the way a lamp works since we're talking about photons and and light there are many parts of a lamp for it to function and for it to be able to spread light throughout the the room you're sitting in so there are many parts within ourselves the way our body works and and this also works beautifully as uh, an analogy for relationships so if we're not uh, oriented to ourselves and our own needs being able to to ground ourselves uh, being able to balance our needs for um, the healthy things the things like water food um, even the, the words that we're hearing the messages we give ourselves all of those things then we're having a different quality of of life than we would be if we were doing those things that we that feed our body mind system so for with a lamp for example we could we could start with, and this is an energy circuit, uh, with the, the uh, plug in the wall, which would be the source of the energy. So this could be even directly on the physical level, the sun, or the energy of the, the foods that we eat, or where we get our um, our source of energy, and that can be through uh, taking care of our self-needs on the core, core level, including meditation, uh, time for ourselves, play, joy, art, dance, all of those things, our connection to the divine spirit, all of those. Big list. And then uh, uh, the board that runs from from the source to the the lamp would be the inductor or the motivator. So what is it that keeps us going? What is that passion? What is it that keeps us moving along the road towards towards what we are um, 
um, you know, have passion about, what energizes us, what keeps us going. And we, we went to the lamp uh, itself and we went to the, the bulb. The bulb is the capacitor. It's what holds the energy. And so this, this is a, we're, a, we're able to access what is our, if we could do, we look at this on lots of levels, our emotional bank account, our physical banks, bank accounts. There's lots of bank, bank accounts. I'm just using emotional. In relationships, this is very important. So using those positive places in our lives where we'll go back to the greenhouse a beautiful story. Um, perhaps there there could be, and I, I even did this today with myself, uh, reminded myself of the time that I had done something that I was able to complete in a way that I felt empowered and I felt strong and I felt um, energized. I was able to call on that memory to, to do the work that I did today, which has to do with reorganizing all the furniture in my office where I work as a teacher and speaking to a number yeah. of people. <laughs> and, you know, it was a lot of energy, yet I was able to call on that other memory and and remember that I have been able to do this. That's my capacitor. The other things I might call on there are things that I'm going to do to take care of myself when I, when I come back home. And so tonight I made one of my favorite foods. I made eggplant parmesan. I love it. I made that for dinner. You know, so I, I'm also giving myself some endorphin rush there. So that's my capacitor. So when our capacitor is in balance in that way and working with the different aspects of what feeds us, what keeps us going, what brings us joy, what brings us, you know, that sense of nurture, then we're much better able to um, continue. And so a light bulb cannot glow unless it has that capacitor. I'm not calling it a container, but a capacitor. The ability to 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 do to have that container. Um, and then the last part is called positive resistance. That's those little filaments inside the light bulb itself. So it's kind of like the three bears. Not too much, not too little, but just right. <laughs> so it's, if there's too much resistance in inside that bulb, the light is not going to be able to glow. And this can happen when we we are literally not don't have enough energy. We're depressed. We're tired. We're we're unable to connect the dots to what to do next. We're we're confused. Uh, we're overwhelmed. We don't. We have too much resistance in a relationship. This can mean resistance-wise. There's blow-ups. There's you know all kinds of things that are you know not combining, not working together. Um, and then um, the. The not enough resistance is the place where we are. We get in that place where we're always doing. We never stop. We're always giving. We're, we're you know, that give and take is out of balance, perhaps. Or um, there, there is in the relationship the blow-ups, the part of you know, just real, you know, the energy that doesn't allow things to calm down. So in that case, the light bulb would would explode. So in order to have all of this happening, both internally, I mean, to be able to take care of ourselves with all of this, that that all of these things are in place, and they're all pieces, yet they all work together so that this lamp can, can create this light that goes throughout the room. We can radiate light. So we need to absorb light, and we then... And, it throughout our body, and then also we radiate light. So um, it's it's that process, and that's kind of a, like the hologram works. <laughs> so it, they all work; all these pieces work together, and so that's why 
also in residence repatterning, we work with systems. So we work with the Chinese five element meridian system. We work with the Ayurvedic system, uh, polarity therapy, the chakra system. And um, it's all about relationship. And that's what new physics talks about with everything is relational. So um, it, it's, it's really um, more about seeing how things work together and perhaps one thing may not be working. So, for example, with the lamp again, we'll go back. Um, <laughs> I was working with a printer today, and so my printer at work was not working, and I called the tech help desk, and they asked me, uh, you know, different questions. And the first que- one of the first questions they asked me was, is your printer plugged in? <laughs> so, you know, it's like, well, let me go check. I I thought it was, you know. It had happened to be. It was plugged in, but they told me in order for it to uh, work again, I might try unplugging it and then plugging it in again. So just all these little pieces, you know, that you think about that could be complicated or, or not, just looking at all of the parts that are involved. And I tell you, that's a great one, the, the is it plugged in. Um, I've worked in uh, technical support. And um, it well, I've been a computer tech. I've I actually worked for Directv for a while. Um, it, it there's a level of things that we just assume is so. Like you know, it's plugged in and it's turned on. We just assume that most of the time. The office equipment and that kind of stuff. We don't plug it in. We don't unplug it. We what and so there's there's a level of stuff that you're sort of unconscious about that, you know, well, I think it is. Aren't they always? Mm-hmm. And the answer being, no, they're not always. And sometimes it can be something simple like that, but just something that you've over overlooked or, or have assumed is so. Like assuming that you want to be a accountant because that's what your entire family has told you since you were born. And, and, until you discover a <laughs> midlife crisis or whatever that you know, I don't even like numbers. What? Uh-huh. Yes, and that, the that's... implications of this are so powerful. And I want to touch on this for a second for for our listeners who. I mean, first of all, this is the perfect ancient spiritual beliefs and teachings, and modern day science so that to me is a beautiful thing anytime science and spirituality come together and blend like that it's perfect but the implications of this for the health and well-being of this entire planet are just astounding because we now live in a world where for the most part people go to work in a job that they don't like to get things that they don't really understand why they want. And they suffer daily with it. Just, the list of illnesses that are out there are too long. And what I discovered in my own path to wellness and the writing of my third novel about that journey to wellness was that the most important part of my body healing was for me to understand who I was, what I really wanted to do with my life, and then to start taking the steps to do it. And then my body started working with me, and I was able to open up. And you talk about um, 
talking you talk about communication and you know open up conversations and that yes. you know I was able to open up a conversation with my body and get so, into yes. alignment with my body once I understood what my heart was not getting so this is powerful powerful stuff to save lives yes. that yes. that realization can save lives Mm-hmm. So I just so wanted to, I just want to point that out to people listening. Mm-hmm. That this is yes. Yeah. So creating ahead, in, inner peace in talking about the world. That the aspect of create of working with inner conflict. Again, the conflict in itself is not bad. It's a, it's a messenger. It's, it points to the underlying need and really mm-hmm. listening, really giving it that nurture to to be able to express what what is true. Um, is you know is a gift to create inner peace, and so um, in so many ways, I just even this summer I had the opportunity to uh, work with my my mother who was hospitalized more than one time, and able to um, work on the different levels of what was happening for her and with her. So. One of the things that was happening was, of course, the great stress that happens when you're dealing with um, a number of systems and don't understand uh, what's happening. I'm trying to be a little bit general. <laughs> um, you know, when you're in a hospital and you're being given lots of tests and you're not sure what's going on, there's there's, there's stress. Let's put it that way. So, able to do very very simple things, going back to plugging in the 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 lamp, <laughs> doing some simple jinshin jitsu acupressure points to calm her down when she came back from a scan that left her her in uh, her heart out of rhythm, and to calm down the system just to, to offer calm, even with the intention of doing that, to really listen to what the body needs. And then on another level, um, and this is with her permission, I can share this, that what the time of her hospitalization which had to do, by the way, with her heart, was also an anniversary of a few people's deaths in her life. So her brothers and um, uh, also a very dear friend who had just died, a number of things that were going on, and worked with a few family system things in regards to what was happening there out of loyalty to experience what would what had happened perhaps in illness and in disease the same way that they had that to be able to also look at the underlying feelings that had been repressed because of that and so what came out of that was looking at um, the repressed anger that had happened in the grief process and allowing her system to experience it for it and that's exactly it listening to our our body mind system. Our body is designed again for self-healing. It's designed for, you know, for success. If we listen, if we take that time, and that's why connecting to source, that plugging into the wall, plugging into the meditation, taking that time, whether it be journaling or doing art or getting the support to be able to listen in whatever way, taking a walk in nature. These are very essential things uh, to being able to listen and giving ourselves permission to listen. It's another thing to ourselves, to our the core essence of our being. Uh, we come in with very beautiful and unique life purposes that um, that need to be realized. And so, by creating inner peace, personal.
sampling, we can then uh, impact, do the ripple, <laughs> do, do the lamp, <laughs> you know, do, do that lamp um, <laughs> effect, the ripple effect out into the world. And in fact, um, 2008 through 2010, I had the, the opportunity to work with a project called World Peace Hologram, where we worked with different aspects of, we worked with, with basic needs based on Maslow's hierarchy of needs, uh, safety, you know, um, housing, all of those things, family, uh, finances, all of those things. And we worked with personal issues to impact um, global issues. And um, I, it was it was it was so incredible that people were willing to speak their truth, to say what was going on for them, what wasn't working, what they would like to experience. And you know, it just um, I think we need to have that forum, and I think you've created that here also. Um, have that place to say, you know, okay, we live in this world, so we like to be experiencing instead. How can we create that that some of that within ourselves? How do we share that with the people around us? Um, how do we create that ripple effect? Um, it, it was it was it was wonderful. I, I also followed up with my own website and did a, a Millennium Goal repatternings, um, and that was that was amazing as well. That from that perspective was more of a global, but what I found with that was that if you're working with global, then you cannot help but affect yourself in the way you think. So the way you think, the way you feel, it's all tied together. So there's, I keep saying there's nothing in the universe that isn't speaking if you're not, if you're not listening, if you are willing to listen. So, I mean, everything can be used. It's all, it's all, you know, the capacity to be able to use it for nurture and for positive is absolutely um, amazing. So. You're going to let that soak in for just a second because it is, it's, it's so huge that it almost, you almost are tempted not to want to look at, at the big implications. Um, but sometimes I think the big implications can help us, you know, over the hump to say, wow, it might. Just you know, if I could, I was just gonna say, come on, but I want to look at the big implications. Well, and you know what? I'm seeing evidence of it right now. I'm seeing evidence of it in the news. I'm seeing evidence of it in the way that people are interacting with other people. With you know, I, more and more people every day are jumping on that. Gotta find my passion bandwagon, if you want to call it that. But it's this is the essence of life: is is to love living. So, you know, the more and more people that are out there doing it, the more people catch on. It's beautiful, and I love watching the progression of it. So I want to talk about the implications because the implications well, are awesome. Well, they're, they're very awesome. I mean, we, we've talked often, and we uh, it's been talked about in, in publication circles of, of uh, uh, awareness, consciousness, awakening, whatever, the, the, the power that it might have if you smiled at that one person. Um, I think we've all experienced a time where we were sitting with a group of people, or we wouldn't, or maybe we were the one that entered the group of people as the one person that was really happy and really energetic and really on it. It changes the vibration of the whole thing. One happy person can bring a room of five out of the doldrums into happy, and yeah. um, so it. And and I'm gonna 
uh, this is really a question for you, Kimberly, but so one person that's in um, in alignment, in coherence, in however t term you want to, uh, in resonance with themselves and their purpose and their thing, they can be the difference between, say, a whole group at work or a whole group at school or a whole group at some other social setting being successful or goofy. Um, yes. <laughs> let me answer that, qualify that in a few ways. That in a business, um, in looking at the the groups, uh, um, a business is as healthy as its leader is. So everything else is really working with the system, the family system of what the dynamics are. And, you know, the other really amazing thing I'll say before I talk about how we can bring coherence into a situation no matter where we are is that um, you can walk into a room or to a party uh, and people will collect and you will see that it's by their resonance that they're they're collecting together um, almost as if they had fitting puzzle pieces on their head that were looking searching for each other energetically um, and you can it, it becomes interesting to look at this because we can start to look at who we are interacting with and what that resonance is about. So it can be a resonance with conflict or peace or nurture or working something out or a lesson. All all of it is is what it is, not good or bad, whatever that may be for us that we're working with at the moment. Um, and yes, we can bring coherence into a situation by number one, becoming oriented to ourselves, again, uh, being in our body, being very aware of um, our need for nurture, being able to um, ground ourselves and walking into a room, for example, where the energy is closed. There's a story here I'll tell in a moment where you are, um, uh, you know, even with your body, body gesture being open. Uh, that when you listen to someone that you're facing them, that you're making soft eye contact instead of hard high eye contact, which is staring. So soft linking, nodding the head, tilting the head slightly, saying yes. Just just nodding your head is a way of showing understanding, creating coherence, and that can calm a situation down, in fact. Um, doing a, the heart math meditation of moving into your heart, expressing a sense of gratitude within your own heart or having an image, an anchor image of something that brings joy to you and then walking into a group and spreading that. Seeing or if you're going to walk into a business meeting or a meeting and you know who you're going to meet with and you have a little bit of reservation or uh, a little bit of upset, you can send them that sense of joy because the energy, the energy, overlapping energy fields, it can be received. Um, and just to, with that in mind, as you're oriented to that coherence and you walk into that, that field, you've also created more coherence in the field you're walking into. And you're really coming to them in a way that's more open and from a place of joy. That's your intent or from compassion or from gratitude. Um, and that's everything that we, we are working with is, you know, a, a call for love. It's a call or a, for heart. So just one a quick story in Wisdom Street Patterning that's told about a situation in a, a small convenience store where someone came in and wanted to take money from the register. And a woman came out and she opened her arms out into an open heart gesture. That means just arms at each side, palms open. 
And she was able to talk to the person in a very calm way, slowly. And the the person who wanted to take the money put put their weapon down and decided not to to take the money or to harm anyone. So through that person and. Granted, that takes a great deal of courage. <laughs> and the word courage comes from the word heart, by the way, corazón, heart. So it's coming from that place of being in the heart. And when we're in relationship, and we are all the time, uh, being in a place, being in a relationship with someone takes courage. <laughs> it takes, takes being in the heart. So in those places where there's a difference or there's a conflict, uh, we can stay in that coherent place and invite that other person to come up to meet us rather than our going down because that invitation is going to energize both both people. And when there's conflict between two people, what can happen also is so that we can move from a place of non-coherence or irritation or conflict is to take a pause, come back into our hearts. And by taking a pause, it can mean five minutes and saying to the other person, perhaps take a moment and come back and talk about this in five minutes or whenever the time is is right so we can both be heard. Um, and this is this is the coherent piece. And then just to point out also, lastly, for now, <laughs> is the work of um, Marshall Rosenberg in Nonviolent uh, Communication, where he speaks that when you speak, you're speaking with, of course, respect. That's coherence. So speaking with, I really hear that your need is that you would like to uh, go see that movie, uh, and that my need for getting to bed early tonight because I have a meeting tomorrow morning doesn't doesn't match that. So there, so it's moving from a place of conflict communication to, um, uh, and then it's, you know there are so many ways to stay in coherence, and then coherence for ourselves can be taking that space and getting the nurture we need um, by giving it to ourselves. So. In relationship, the other the other part of this too, in residency patterning, the Gottman's work are, are, are is integrated, and he talks about this four well uh, ratio, <laughs> five to one positive in a relationship, one to five conflict to keep that keen, energized excitement going. So it's not all la 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 la. <laughs> you know, there's a conflict, and so. so so, so the conflict actually, the conflict, the conflict with this is with the intention of return, you know, bring, re, keeping that keen excitement and growth, movement towards growth, um, and um, within the relationship, it, so that both people are moving, getting more clear on their vision. It's almost like braiding, you know. So that one to five doesn't have to be conflict either it can be that one to five could be oh i need to go take a walk i need to meditate i need to go do art now um and with the intention of when i return to this 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 conversation when i return i'm much more energized and it 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 is to the advantage it's to the benefit of our relationship so those are some ways to stay in coherence it's it's taking responsibility being able to respond <laughs> listen you know so yeah so those are some just some ideas there. Yeah. Awesome, because quick coherence is a uh, it's a skill, but it, it, it the benefits are insanely huge uh, with what you can do. I mean, really, a, a little quick coherence. You know, you got a situation brewing at work, and and you it, or with just say one person, and you can literally like get up and go to the bathroom, even if you don't like. Yes. You know, you can just go stand in there. And and yes. 
and give yourself, get yourself back some coherence and walk back out the door and, and, and swear that like the previous conversation must not have existed because this is a whole different person, this is a whole different situation. And uh, just because you made a small change and shift in yourself and, uh, uh, it's a skill we're going to put all of the government negotiators and, and stuff's through. Oh, no, wait, <laughs> yes. that's a whole different show. <laughs> it's a whole We're different all, show. Basic 12 steps, you know, hall, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. When you feel that way, perhaps that's a coherence check, okay. Yeah, so what do I need to do to to get myself back up on the brainstem, back out of the survival, fight or flight or freeze up into the, oh, I can problem solve, I can talk to you, I, I can actually listen to you. <laughs> you know, I can, uh, and I can problem, you know, I, my emotions here, I'm going to be able to empathize. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Those yeah. are it's a, keys. It's a huge, uh, oh. a huge shift with uh, just a very small little nudge. Um, I think we're just about break time, Jane, you think? Seems so. I think so. Um, goodness, what? What do you who, what do you want to hear tonight? Tonight, to now. What do you want to hear now? <laughs> um, when's the last time you listened to some Jolene? Ah, that's been a long time. We can have some Aquarius. Yeah? I was thinking the other one. The other one. Oh. Yeah. I'm gonna go there. Okay, and UNICEF and all of that and. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Absolutely. So this is going to be our friend uh, okay. Jolene, and uh, we'll be right back. So stay with us, folks.
Welcome back, everybody. That was our good friend Jolene with her beautiful tune, Shadows of Light and Darkness. And uh, she had a thing going with UNICEF on that deal when we first started playing it, and I don't know whether she still does, Jane, so I'm going to have to find out. So All right. Watch on the, watch on the archive does, page. We'll, uh, so, post the link. Because there'll be extra links. There's yeah. always a link to the whoever we have for music, these wonderful independent artists that have given us permission to use their incredible tunes. Uh, there'll always be a link right under the guest's information on the archive page on our website at everydayconnection.me. And you can find out about Jolene at her website. I didn't do her website, Jane. You're supposed to get on me about that. Um, which is Jolene. Direct to your website. Ah, thank you. It's just Jolene.com, but it's J-O-E-L-E-E-N.com because this is Jolene, not just Jolene. Or, I don't know. We pronounce those. Of course, I'm from I'm from Texas. We have a lot of people where we just stick two names together, you know. Mary Ellen, <laughs> Lady Bird, you know, we don't, we don't care. We stick it all together. Speaking of ladybirds, hmm? birds, birds, ladybird, birds, yeah, ladybird Johnson, that was, yeah, that'll be Chase's wife, and then no, I, well, yeah, I, I was thinking, <laughs> no, about birds, <laughs> about birds. I was well because right, you know, just during the break we got to mention um, with our guests that uh, this also works with animals. So I was working on a segue there, Rick, but. We weren't in coherence on that point, apparently. Apparently not. No, we were we were out of resonance. So working with help us. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So yes, I. So this process works where you can stand in for that uh, for another's energy. because we know that the unified field is overlapping energy fields, it's the nervous system of our of our um, of our planet. Um, and I've worked with with uh, animals as well as people who are unconscious in a coma. Working with animals is is um, wonderful. I've stood in for rabbits, birds, dogs, cats, um, and I remember right now uh, probably a frog, that, that kind of thing. But um, what happens is, in that case, is that we, I work with two hands with a, a resonance check or a muscle check. And what I find in working with um, animals and muscle checking on their behalf and what they need to work with um, and what kind of modality is that um, that we're working with not only emotional issues sometimes, um, but we're working with the physical or the environmental or chemical things that are going on around them or inside of them. Many times they are mirrors to what's going on with their um, owner or their family, um, and they too can can be expressing something within themselves that has to do with more their owner than themselves. Um, so that could be grief, or it could be um, you know some kind of sense of of, um, of despair or depression or confusion with lots of of change. Uh, a move to that kind of thing, or it could be environmental, where someone has just bought new carpet and there's a chemical in the carpet, or there's been something where their their food or their um, their beds are close to these, you know, either electrical 
appliances, you know, that are it, that that are interfering with with their their biochemistry. So it can be really interesting, and muscle checking on behalf of different animals modalities that come up. Um, I, when I've worked with birds outside that have, you know, hit the window and fallen, many times it's working with a color, a color filter torch because we know that everything in the universe is color and light. So have this really amazing color filter torch because the founder of this work is from England, and so flashlight is a torch. So you're able to put a color uh, in, in on the lens of the uh, lamp, and then to direct it towards an area of the of the animal itself. Sometimes I work with um, the acupressure points of animals also. So I, I work with diagrams. And I do this with people also when working at a at a distance. We can we can actually apply the same thing, color filter torch, to the diagram as a proxy for that person's energy field and uh, work with, with the acupressure points. Um, and I can do that, with, as I said, with animals or with, with people um, at a distance. And um, it's, it's really exciting to be able to do that. We work with also essential oils. We work with um, uh, tuning forks, which creates the vibration. We have a set of, of um, uh, repatterings that work with, with sound, so we work with particular groups of sounds or intervals of sounds that either dissolve or um, uh, create a new vibrational um, set of uh, frequency for for um, for situations or beliefs or um, it could even be a physical issue in the body and we get really specific in regards to again the area in the body most of the time with animals it's a physical issue um, so we, we check the area and see if it's local or non-local or several systems you know that need need support, and at one level, is it physical? Is it at what time? You know, what are the triggers? Those kinds of things. And so we get really specific in asking questions, and not just in asking questions, but also looking at what will nurture this. What what do we need to work with? Is it a particular amino um, you know, acid that this this animal or this person is missing? Is it a um, you know is it um, something that needs to be supported from a naturopath? You know that kind of thing. I find. Um, many times, I don't know why I'm thinking this right now, but it comes up often working with, with people, not just as a proxy, but in person, um, that dentistry comes up. And many times, uh, and we muscle check a list. The, the list is numbered, you know, one through whatever number. And we just, I just muscle check with my left hand with two fingers getting, again, you can use the muscles from the system. So I could use my toes, but I'm not very adept at that. So two fingers, the, the pointer and the middle finger one resting on top of the other. So I either get a strong response or a weak response and check for what that person might need for positive action. And I always <laughs> joke around with people. I said, okay, we got dentistry as your positive action. You need to work with that. All right, let's find out what it is. Many times it's um, looking at um, mercury fillings. Sometimes it's talking about if the person had a root canal, we need to look at really working with um, having organic fruit or, or vegetables or a juice or that kind of thing. Um, and, and sometimes they're much simpler than that. But those are the ideas. The positive actions are, are activities you can take beyond a session to support the continuing process of, of uh, what happens in the session, so the healing process. And, yeah, I love it when we get to um, modalities that include play or creative expression or um, that kind of thing as well. So 
recently someone had a, a positive action going out and looking at the stars at night. <laughs> so it was uh, it was quite beautiful. Um, someone and that's had so much a cooler than. Yeah. Getting dental work. Then going to the dentist. <laughs> yeah. So and so this is the other this is the other cool thing. I, I just wanted to say that if someone comes, it's not always dentistry. So the the really beautiful thing about this too is that everything is information in the body. So even your teeth. You know, I can speak with somebody. You know, okay. So do you have a root canal? Yes, I do. What tooth? Okay. Well, did you know that that tooth has to do with the system, which indicates this? You know, kind of thing. So, and they'll say, yes, that's exactly what I'm feeling, you know, that's what's going on. Uh, so, that's, yeah. just, that's the holographic piece of it. What you I know, find, just every, everything is used. What I find so okay. interesting um, is that you, you talk about all these different modalities that you're using, which means that these, um, I mean, you're walking with people healing certain parts of their lives whether it be health or emotional or, you know, I mean, it's all, it's all health, really. It's all health and well-being. But you're using so many different modalities, which means you have a lot of respect for the individual nature of, of humans' way of healing. Um, and I, I love that because it's so important to recognize that, that not everybody heals the same way. Not everybody needs the exactly. same same tr- treatment i don't like using the word treatment needs to take the same journey yeah Let's put it that way go. yes uh, that's that's the the founder of this work i mean that's exactly what she she um said was that you know is she was using certain protocols healing protocols and she found that well you know, it worked most of the time. It didn't work all the time. And it went, after she studied applied kinesiology, she discovered that if she used the muscle checking system, she and the first time she used it in a in a session with someone was with a, a boy who had difficulty with mobility and was nonverbal. She muscle checked what acupressure points he needed and the way he needed to receive them. And when she did that, she was accessing information from him, <laughs> you know. So, you know, and she, not from her. <laughs> so his system was reporting like an EKG or an EEG, the information that he needed. And she was able to then do those points, and they were able to uh, start to create some changes in his mobility so that he had more flexibility, and he was able to have more ease in his movement. So, um, and that was a breakthrough moment for her. You know, it's, it's not one size fits all. <laughs> you know, it's, it, and what I, what's really no. uh, beautiful about this process also is that we get to learn to trust our body, <laughs> our body mind system again. It's it's what I find, and I've, many people in the training process talk about. You know, it's difficult to trust what I'm getting. You know, can I trust this? So after time, you learn that, yes, your body really is, you know, communicating. We blink on our own. We digest on our own. Our heart beats, you know, our heart beats on its own. You know, all of these things, are, our wounds heal, you know. We, we're taken care of. We're just this magnificent, magnificent piece of 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 uh, beingness. And I was going to say software, but and that too, um, you know, that uh, we are – we're able to access this information, so really listening, even just with meditation, to our body, to what our mind is saying, and creating a space for it to to communicate with us, I think is also very 
very powerful in, in the coherence piece, the listening piece. So, so Jean, I'm very really curious. You are mentioning your your process. Did you find that that there were ways for you that worked um, that that came forward for you in, in ways of listening to yourself or you're finding your absolutely to the passion you were absolutely mm-hmm. yeah the the entire um actually I, I did write a book on it and it's it's out now uh it could be gotten on amazon for 99 cents for um the raw unedited version like this is the rawest you're going to get in a piece of writing is it i've heard somebody describe it as pure emotion um, I wrote myself well because <laughs> I'm an author, and um, I wasn't following my passion, and I got very, very sick. I got to the point where I was in the bed. You know, backstory is, you know, nine years ago ish, I broke my back. Doctors told me I had fibromyalgia a few years after that. But, um, you know, blah 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 blah. There's always a million excuses why you don't want to get out of bed. And the the universe, if you internally are so out of balance that your body is just like, no, I don't want to play anymore. Uh, the universe will come up with infinite excuses for you. Trust me, go to a doctor, they'll find something wrong. It's guaranteed every time to happen. And But I got sick of being sick, Kimberly. Man, did I get uh-huh. sick of being sick. There was stuff with life I wanted to do. No. And you, you can't do those things lying on your back. Kept saying, you're an author. How long since you've written? Have you written about this? Uh. <laughs> Did right. You, about so, you know, a few of them, um, two specifically, uh, told me to write yourself well. Okay. So I did. And through that process, I got really lucky. I stumbled on some, some really powerful truths during that journey. And, and one, of, one of the most beautiful gifts I had at the time was the doctor I had who um, was working in Toronto but had an Eastern medicine background and he was young. So he was willing as my doctor to encourage me to marry his treatment with alternative methods that I was using. And he was always excited when I would come in and I would have made a breakthrough or discovery. I remember the day I came in and he asked me if I could, if I could touch my knees because for the longest time I couldn't bend over and even get to my knees. Like this is, I, I couldn't dress myself at the age of 36 kind of situation. Right. And, um, he, he, I bent over and touched the floor, like palm down on the floor, and he just looked at me. He was like, "What, what happened?" And this whole time, I had been on a waiting list to go to a pain clinic, and it was a combination of the research that I did, Rick did, working with Lucian Claus, several of, um, several of the other people that I now have actually brought on the show, uh, friends that I've worked with in the past, to to do the to make this journey and. And it was a combination of everything they were contributing. And he, my doctor said we did in a month what a pain clinic would have taken three to four months to do, to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And without so, the pain. And, and, the, and without the pain. Yeah, without the pain. Without the pain. So, but the, the most beautiful thing I found about, about that journey is that I had an opportunity to open up a conversation with my body. That was yes. the game changer for me because once I started talking to my body and I would make deals with it, like Rick, you know, was asking me, you know, are you drinking enough water? That was one of my big things. I never drank enough water. 
And so I made a deal with my body. Okay, if I if I start drinking more water and I pay really attention, can I have a little extra energy during the day, kind of thing? But the other thing that we discovered along that along that path is, and Rick brought this up and we wrote about it in the book again, is that you can't lie to your body. So you can't go from I only drink barely a glass of water a day to I'm gonna tomorrow I'm gonna drink eight cups of water. If you'll get me through the day and let me get everything done I want to get done with minimal pain, then I'll give you my eight cups of water. Because you know you're going to renege on that deal, and then you're going to disappoint your body. And so you have to you have to start with baby steps in this conversation and, and getting to know your body and, and then having a relationship with it. And, and literally, like, have a conversation with it. Talk to it. This is what I need to accomplish tomorrow. What do you need for me to be able to do that and start paying attention to the things that you're eating when they're making you slower. Start paying attention to what causes you aches and pains. And if you have an injury, don't go in and lift the box of heavy books. That's just silliness and that's being disrespectful to your body. Obviously your body is asking you for rest. And, And another big thing I learned was that you really have to respect your body's wishes. If your body is starting to indicate to you that you're tired and that you need rest, take the rest. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if you don't take it now, it's going to be a whole lot of extra rest that you're going to be taking later and you're not going to be happy about it because it's not going to feel good. So get mm-hmm. a book. and Go curl up. Read. Coincidentally, it was dental work that sort of started your direct conversation with your body. Roundabout way. It, coincidentally, it was. It was um, this brilliant, brilliant friend of mine, um, Sandra, who I was living with through part of this journey. We were talking about having this conversation with her body, and she wanted to test how powerful that was. She had gotten her uh, tooth pulled. Uh, it was day three, which is always the most painful, but she's an actress. She had to be on set all day. She couldn't take the pain pills because she knew that, you know, um, that was going to make her wonky and she wouldn't be able to do her job. So she told her tooth, well, the hole, actually. She said, okay, I understand there is a hole in my mouth. I understand that. It's there because a tooth was removed that was making the rest of my system ill. So it's now been removed. If I promise to care for, to rinse, to to be aware of what I'm eating and everything, can can you, you know, I I know that the pain is a warning, but I know that the hole's there, so I don't need the pain. Thank you for the pain that you sent me to let me know there was a hole there, but I don't need it anymore. It's not serving me. If, however, I get an infection, please bring the pain back so that I'll be aware of it. And I will keep up my Within 20 minutes, pain was gone. It never came back. Yes. So, yes, the pain in um, it, the work of Randolph Stone, who did polarity therapy, works with the um, chakra system from India, works with the idea that when there is pain, you actually um, support it by giving it more more presence there by, by either squeezing or pressing or moving it so that um, it's actually, instead of avoiding it, you're you're actually listening to it. And um it's it, it was interesting in, in the in, in working with a, a, a practitioner in training, uh, where we would be sitting in circle and um not so much talking to our pain but but 
that saying to ourselves, okay, so search for a place that feels painful in your body. All right, now give it some attention. <laughs> you know, just, okay, oh, that hurts. Okay, so press that, you know, work with that. <laughs> you know, that. So, so this is, again, another message um, about how pain is actually, you know, a motivating factor to allow us to bring ourselves into greater harmony and balance. And so that harmony and balance you mentioned, okay, I'm going to uh, take care of you. I'm going to rinse. I'm going to eat organic or I'm going to eat healthy. <laughs> I'm going to take care of this. Um, Not going to have anything crunchy while there's a hole in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just really honoring it, you know, honoring its presence there. Well, it's a, to me, this whole system, you know, you talk about the body-mind system. And and I would add spirit in there somewhere. I'm not exactly sure how that all mixes up and falls out yet, but um, it's it's like a community, really. Yes. You know, your body's not just your body. It's a gazillion different cells and things and stuff that all do different things. And and um, uh, it, this idea that there would be no that we're just going to dominate the body. You know, well, you don't feel like I want you to feel, so I'm going to take this pill because it will make me feel like I want to feel. And um, even taken to the extremes of, uh, you know, addiction of you don't feel like I want you to feel emotionally, so I'm going to take this stuff that gives me the false emotion. Um, and you've mentioned it several times, um, that using it in your work, but muscle testing is uh, is a method, and for Let's talk about this for just a second for some of our listeners who may not have may not be familiar with it, but it's really sort of a direct method of opening up that conversation um, without being too, uh, you know, okay, ask your body a question and then go sit in the corner until you hear an answer, because that can be mm -hmm. like forever sometimes, because your body doesn't speak necessarily. It's not. Uh, okay, so I want to just talk for a moment about the muscle checking indicator, which looks at our, our resonance, which is a place where we're dedicating our energy as being different from making a decision on something. So we resonate with something that's going to um, bring, you know, something that's going that that's needed. Um, uh, and then the other thing I wanted to respond to is the the idea that our body is. Yes, it serves us and is is our companion. So if we, we shifted our perspective from it's our servant to, <laughs> you know, you will. or but, and, our, and our body makes all these incredible uh, hormones and, bio, you know, neurotransmitters and all kinds of things. When we ingest things on the outside, we change that interaction between all those things. And actually our body can stop making some of those 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 uh, needed um, transmitters or hormones and that kind of thing. We really affect the balance. So I love what you said about community. So there's an interaction between all the parts of our, our, our systems, then the cells communicating within themselves with other cells, and then the cells, you know, communicating within organs, and then organs communicating between each other, et cetera, uh, which is also about creating that place of, of inner peace um, that a cell, even at the, the fun, fundamental level, is really looking at, am I open or am I closed? <laughs> you know, uh, Is it safe or is it not so safe? 
So if our world is not safe, if we've created an unsafe place for our body by ingesting things that are going to be toxic or, um, you know, create a, an environment that's not going to allow us to feel safe enough to process, um, and that can be emotionally as well, uh, then we are, we're going to be closed down more. We're not going to be able to receive nurture. We're not going to be able to step forward, take those steps, those next steps on the journey in the, with, with greater openness or sense of getting, uh, allowing, uh, not getting, but allowing um, those resources to come to us the way Jean said, you know, I, yeah, I was open to YouTube <laughs> tutorial videos, you know, and friends coming in. They had the message. Totally. They were there, you know, and and just, you know, shifting that perspective, if we're going to numb ourselves to, you know, uh, numb our body, not allow our body to be, then we're not going to be able to be present, to be, uh, to allow to allow us to um, f- more than function, but you know more than survive to really um, go through life in a way that's going to be coherent. Um, then we're limiting ourselves, we're limiting our our ability to be open to the presence of of so much of of I call you know I, I say many times that this planet is like this big nursery. I mean, you don't have to look very far. I mean, there's all these things. They're not just things. I don't mean to make it, you know, objective or objects, but there there are all these these ways of interacting with nurture in in our lives everywhere, within ourselves and with others. We've been so disconnected from nature. We've been disconnected from ourselves. And so reconnecting with, with nature through things like, Jean, you said, Water, <laughs> you know, good water, you know, yep. water that's been, you know, filtered. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, organic food, color, you know, all the foods of many colors, no GMO, you know, just that, you know, that, that really is a big conversation, isn't it? It's 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 about reconnecting to the wisdom of of um, of nurture. Well, and sometimes I think we have to move through it in steps, too. It's like uh, maybe instead of going to the 100% organic diet, you could just get off of the 100% manufactured diet, have a little of this. and then, But then your body will say, oh, yeah, that was cool. I want more of that. And, 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 and you – the community thing. We're going through all this together. Yes. Whatever this life journey thing is, and any athlete or someone who is perhaps more physically focused, a, a uh, uh, Antarctic explorer, a mountain climber, a, um, a runner, a bicycle rider, they'll tell you, you your body's got to have, if I'm going to do this for the next six weeks, I've got to eat twice as much as I usually eat, but especially more whatever. And... Because they know, because they've tried it without doing it, and it doesn't. But we often are not pushing our bodies near to what they're capable of, so they're able to sort of limp along without with with less than ideal fuel. Mm-hmm. Um, but we get to the point, and I think it, it you know, it it's part of this diseases of aging, quote unquote, thing. We get to the point where it just is like, okay, look, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> I just can't. You're going to have to give me some sunlight and some vitamin D, or you're going to have to give me some real fruit with enzymes in it. 
or whatever it is. Yes. Um, and it, it, when we continue to dump, this, these diseases of aging just appear. You get arthritis, you get this, you get that. And um, uh, I believe that really almost all those, and, and maybe not physical trauma, like, you know, I jumped out of a tree and broke my arm. Um, but diseases, uh, like from a cold to the cancer, that long before that, somewhere your body was telling you, hey, look, I don't have enough of this to keep this up, and you weren't paying attention. Uh-huh. And, well, how, and that's, you know. How, again, does muscle testing help us open up this conversation? Because Gene has this incredible ability to just sort of, oh, open up a conversation with the body. Okay, sure, I'll do that. And I know an awful lot of people, including 45 years <laughs> of my life, when it wasn't that easy. Um, this is a, a great segue into how muscle checking informs us when we're when we're doing a muscle check for ourselves or uh, with ourselves. That um, our muscle check will reflect our our current consciousness and awareness. So we need to add things to our memory bank to update our consciousness. So as an example, when I first started resonance repatterning, um, I was eating more more food that was not something I cooked at home, if you get what I mean. <laughs> I was eating fast food more than I was eating cooking at home. Um, and, you know, I would muscle check, I'm hungry, is it best for me to go to, you know, McDonald's or wait till I get home? And, of course, I was hungry, so my bot and muscle checked, and, you know, the muscle check was go to McDonald's, you know, and I just thought, there's something wrong with this. <laughs> I went and choose, you know, and today... You know, it's interesting, I was under a lot of stress and understanding, I'm under a lot of stress, what are my strategies? Um, I haven't, I don't do fast food very much, and I was under a great deal of stress last week facing 50 boxes in a room I just moved into. I saw them, and briefly in my mind, I, I saw this image of, oh boy, would I like to go to a fast food place and just have something. You know, it, and that was really, I wanted the endorphins, I wanted the the dopamine, I needed it. My prefrontal cortex says, heck, I'm not doing all that work unless you give me something. You know, it's got to be fast and it has to be, you know, and, and you get fat, you get endorphins from, uh, an endorphin rush from that. So here's here's the difference. I was able to, at that moment, say to myself, you know, yeah, that's what you do in the past. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Are there any other options? <laughs> you know, it's just like, okay. So what I did, because of the reading and whatever, uh, the awareness that that happens over time is a reading that you know you can do simple things to lower anxiety or create endorphins by doing things like taking a walk in nature, doing tai chi, dancing, or reducing anxiety by eating an orange. You know things like that. I had that in my memory bank because I was willing to, or I, I had become aware. I've been willing willing to read and become aware of different stress reducing behavior. So. And perhaps we all learn that in situations where we're in dire straits and we're saying, you know, I really need to heal here. What can I do that's going to be a little bit different or something is natural, you know, kind of thing. So, I mean, even with, you know, the idea of aging and what came to mind as as you were saying that was that life is energy in motion. That one of the things that happened to me this summer with with my mother being in and out of the hospital was I watched my mobilization change. I, I start. I stopped 
moving as much. And notice that I, I saw it, which is something which is new for me also, is noticing sooner. And I and I realized that I needed to put more movement into what was happening for me because I also know that the less we move, the less less ability we are to bring in light. So our vision, our our physical vision and our vision of life, our life purpose, is related to a number of things. Light, movement, the way we breathe, and our memory imprints. So if if we want to change things, I mean, even as we age, we need to know that we need to absorb light because we are light and sound, and that these are aspects of things we can do to take care of ourselves. So movement, even if it's something like walking out to get the mail and coming back or getting up and moving around every hour, which is something I started, I did not do it every hour. <laughs> or I should say, no, I did not do it every hour. But I did it as more consciously. I, I did it in a way that I was aware that it was going to be of support, and I did it, I did it more consciously. And I also built in breath. I made it a conscious practice that in the morning when I got up, I would go outside to my garden, and I would look at the flowers, and literally, uh, this is not a metaphor here, I would smell the roses. I would smell them as I walked by. It would take a longer moment than usual because I was dealing with a lot of emotions. And I also know, based on Rick Hansen's work, um, The Buddha Brain, that we are wired to look at the negative. We are wired to, to do the survival stuff. We know that very well. However, we need to retrain our brain to be able to take in the good stuff. And when we take in the good stuff, not just for a second, but for a longer period of time. And the way Rick writes, he says, think of it like you're taking one of those little honey nozzles. I don't know what they're called. Those honey spoons, you know, that the ridges on it. And you take that, that emotion or that feeling or that sensation and you allow it to, like a honey drizzle, to go throughout your complete system to appreciate something. And what that does is to create all these cascading endorphins and neurotransmitters and it creates life energy, and it creates light um, within your system, which is, you know, uh, <laughs> pretty simple, I guess. Like plugging in the, <laughs> but know? pretty magical so too, because it is. It's yeah, a, and magical. It's a cascading thing, and um, sadly, our uh, scientific healthcare almost never talks about cascade regarding the body, except in failure. Because they've noticed that in dying, that you know, an organ will give up, and and then once it does, another one gives up, almost before there's biologically a reason, and they just kind of go, you know, they domino, and your body, but your body works that way when it's alive too, I think, yeah. and and I know it's what you're saying, is, you know, these endorphins go slamming through your brain, <clears throat> and they do it for a reason. They're there. They're already there. They're not like a bad thing that only drug addicts have. Okay, most people have only ever heard of them through right. you know drug addicts do this, and um, that causes a, a, a blizzard of reactions in different parts of your body. You, there's one. There's generally relaxation, and that does magical things like lower your blood pressure and and stop your back from hurting and people say what and he's well but look you what do you do you've got a back thing they give you a muscle relaxant well just relax and 
but you can't it's difficult to just say okay just relax because it's it's this cascading system and you could spend a lifetime and many scientists do studying that whole system and still not be able to quite get a grasp on how it all fits together because it's so just insanely complex and every time you think you've got a working model you can go one you can turn up the magnification and go one step deeper and then you're wow I don't know again but you can talk with your body treat your body like a part of the team and and communicate with it and respond to it and and get a handle on that cascade system without knowing anything about it hardly except that it's there because it works all by itself you know, most people don't understand the oxygen-carbon dioxide transport mechanism of hemoglobin. But they know that breathing thing is cool, you know. And um, and I find, um, you know, muscle testing, just experience testing of checking in with, you know, wow, the last time I ate this, I felt goofy later. Mm, maybe there's some stuff there. What, However you want to do it, it doesn't have to be this you know, uh, I've seen New Age stuff of, you know, come in, we'll test all your hormones, we'll do this, we'll do that, we'll we'll figure out how to balance all this stuff. I'm not really sure that we understand it well enough to do that in some sort of a biochemical way. But we can, we don't have to. It's like walking. Your body can do that all by itself without you having to think about it. Once it knows how to do that. You know, and this biochemical stuff, it knows all that really well. Yes. And so why not talk to the expert? It's what we do in other uh-huh. parts of our life, you know. I don't know, all, I don't understand all that. I'll go get somebody that does. Well, talk to your body. It knows. It's doing it every day, yes. all day, even all night when you're kind of not here. So that's that's the the big message is trust trust your trust yourself trust your body trust your gut you know that that place that has more neurotransmitters than any other part of your body and has more so your heart also has neurotransmitters so so we need to trust our heart <laughs> we need to trust our gut we need to trust our our body and uh, and and really listen and then take action so the positive action is what starts to, as, as Deepak Chopra talks about, uh, starts to interact with the fields of intelligence. And so you have access to even more. So the more conscious you become, the more more aware of what's happening to you, just having that conversation, uh, the more access to information you have in the field of intelligence. So it's you know, that's where, where the resources start uh, showing up, people, interactions, um, Synchronicity. Interventions. Yes, synchronicity. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Listen, I, I really want to thank you for uh, joining us tonight. And uh, tonight, there I go again. I'll get over it eventually. It is night where I'm at in my now, folks. So you'll just have to forgive me that <laughs> little slide. Um, but really, to, to uh, uh, so much time is spent by so many people on trying to figure out the relationship between brain and 
and soul, brain and spirit, brain and non-physical, brain and God, whatever language they want to use. And 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 the body's almost forgotten, like some, you know, thing we have to shower and put up with. Uh, and uh, it's it's as us as anything else about us is us. We we, we treat it as a team member, and as it, it is all of those things. But it's you too. Not to, not taking care of it and listening to it, you're not going to get the other direction figured out either. I promise. Um, it has to, it has to all come together. And uh, and I appreciate your 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 work with that and helping bring focus to that. So you do this all the time, not just on the radio, right? The sleep pattern. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So <laughs> if somebody wants to go right now and. Um, and 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 see about this because uh, you know I know I, I can think of three things that I'm like oh yeah see I got to ask about that I forgot to ask about that um, where would they find you I suppose that would be Windows to the Heart dot net yes mm-hmm. and signing up for the free monthly newsletter uh, you'll get more information about the processes and you can visit the blog at the website. And when you do sign up for the uh, newsletter as well, you get a sample of modalities or things you can do, simple ways um, to um, work with, with change. So there are eight natural modalities that to navigate change ebook that you receive. So get that as well. So some, they seem simple, like they're simple ideas within, but they are very powerful, <laughs> very powerful. And some of them we've spoken about this evening. You can get details on on how to do some of those modalities. That's awesome. We like freebies. It is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Gifts are awesome. And all of the services are there. If, you know, somebody's like, yeah, free ebook. I'm going to talk to this lady. Just all you have to do, folks, click on repatterning services uh, and right in there just tell you all about how that works and how you could do that. So, Check it out at windows2theheart.net. I, I often spell people's websites, but I'm thinking I can get away with this one. windows2theheart.net. <laughs> easy. I like it. It is. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate the conversation, and um, it is... It, it's, um, a conversation of our times, as you said, both personal and global. So, uh, very important. Great stuff. Absolutely. And I know there's Absolutely. tons more Thank to it. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I hope everybody oh, oh, yeah. goes checks it out. We'll get you some newsletter subscribers. I hope some folks have uh, heard something that helps you in your everyday life because we know you're out there, thousands of you. <laughs> the, we see the tickers on, you know, how many total downloads and this and that, and. Uh, so sign up for our newsletter. Come by the website. Sign up for the newsletter. Like our Facebook page. You can friend Gene and I on Facebook. We're easy to find. Everything's public. That way we don't have to worry when they drop another privacy barrier because all my stuff's public anyway, so it can't really <laughs> change that. And um, it, we're easy to find. Just Gene Victoria. Um, I'm always said. I'm always said if you don't want people to know about it, don't do it. 
Right, if so, you can't live with it being on the front page, I don't have much left to hide here. <laughs> well, and you know, they say every once in a while somebody will say, ask me, so don't you know the government's watching? And I go, well, I hope they do. Maybe they'll learn something. Yes, I hope you are. I hope they are. <laughs> and um, uh, please, all of you, come talk to Kimberly. Get yourself in uh, coherence, and things would be looking a lot different around this place. And uh, uh, But they're doing that every day, thanks to folks like you, Kimberly. So. Appreciate again you spending your time, talent, and treasure with us. Well, thank you, and as as well for you. Thank you for doing what you do, and uh, Namaste. Thank you. Wonderful. And um, get by the website so you can know what's coming next, who we're do, who we're talking to next, and uh, that's in the newsletter as well because we don't do the schedule thing in the end anymore. Jean is so relieved she doesn't have to know when, remember when to pull that up and stuff anymore. Right. That's right. Absolutely. We just want to talk. We just want I to show just up and talk. I appreciate the guests. And I, well, yeah, because I, I can appreciate the guests we have in the moment and not worry about who's coming next till well, till it's next. Till it's next. Then it'll be now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, tune in again. And until then. To our mother, to each other, and especially to yourselves, stay connected. Have a good now, everybody. Join Jean and Rick again next time. Until then, visit their website at everydayconnection.me and subscribe for news and updates. Stop by their Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everyday connection and join the conversation. You can also subscribe on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your everyday connection. to ask the biggest question of your life the only question before that question how do you find the perfect ring to ask it with with the incredible selection of diamonds at jared and our price match guarantee you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love visit your local jared store today and dare to be devoted we promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer see jared.com slash price match for details so you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.